Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. And amen. All right. Thank you, worship team. Thank you so much. Man, that song, Pure and Holy, I could just ask for that song every week. It's such, so deep, so powerful. Um, we are diving in today into the third week of our, of our series uh, called Uphill Habits. What's the series called? Uphill Habits. All right. And we're talking about habits that we need to develop in our lives in order to do what? In order to go uphill. In order to, to go uphill. And one of the things that we've been saying as a premise of this series, all right, is that, pay attention, we all have uphill hopes, but downward habits or downward tendencies. Everything in life worthwhile is uphill. It's not downhill. Anything worth living for is going to always be uphill, never downhill. And it's so easy to go downhill. It's so easy, little by little, just to give a little way here and give a little way over here and sort of settle over here and get comfortable over there. And you might have all these ideas and all these things that you want to do, but it becomes so difficult. Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. We are what we repeatedly do. So from that, I, I, you could get the idea that you form your habits, but your habits end up forming you. You form your habits. The habits that you have right now, okay, you've formed them. But you know what happens? Those habits eventually end up doing what? They end up forming you. So we, in this series, we want to speak to you guys about godly habits. Because we want to break away from all those habits that are not allowing us to reach for what God is calling us. And there's some things that we're going to have to decide in life to say, you know what? The buck stops here. I'm not going to continue going in that direction. I'm not going to continue with that habit. And I'm going to realign myself. I'm going to realign myself to what God wants me to do. How many of you guys, when a new year starts, you make all these new year resolutions? I do. I'm saying, oh, this year I'm going to do this. This year I'm going to do that. This year I'm, I'm planning on doing And we have all these hopes. But the reality is how many of these things get done? I want to tell you something. You can't build on hope. Hope is important. The Word of God talks about hope. But you can't build on hope. Eventually, hope, okay, you need to move from there to something else. To being proactive, to making decisions, and decisions that will allow you to reach, okay, those places that you need to go. So how do we change our habits that have been formed throughout the years? Because a lot of us in this room, we are creatures of habit. How do we break from that. Well, look at what the Bible says in Romans, all right, chapter 12, verse 2. We've been reading this verse in all three teaching. This is from the Message Bible. We could get it up here. And it says this, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. So how do you break away from those habits? You fix your attention on who? You fix your attention on God. 
In other words, you don't have the strength to do it in your own power. You can't do it just by willing yourself to do it. What do you have to do? You have to fix your attention on God. And when you fix your attention on God, you read the following part of the verse. It says, you'll be changed from where? From the inside out. Something will start working inside of you. How? As I fix my attention on God. God will start to do the work from the inside. You see, religion, religion will tell you to do the work from the outside in. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to change this. You got to change that. And all of a sudden, it just becomes wearisome and it becomes a burden. But when you let the Holy Spirit of God do the work from the inside out, you know what? It becomes a delight. You enjoy it. And how does that happen? As I fix my attention on him, he starts to make a change inside of us. So fix your attention on who, church? Fix your attention on God. If you're watching online, type it right there. Fix your attention on God. Fix your attention on God. And it says, readily recognize what he wants you to do and quickly respond to it. If there's a habit that is causing you to fall away from God that is causing destruction in your life, what does the Bible say? It says, readily recognize it. And do what? It says this, readily recognize what he wants you to do and quickly respond to it. Don't say, well, yeah, you know, I know that this is a bad habit. You know, I've been doing this all my life and, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So I'm just going to stay like this. No, that's not the attitude. It says, you know what? Quickly respond to it. If God shows you something, don't wait till next week. Well, you know what? I'm going to wait till Pastor Chris closes out the, the series because I want to hear what's habit number four. And then I'm going to get all four habits. And then after that, I'll make a decision. No, if God shows you something today, you finish the service and you make a decision right there. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. You see, that's what it says. You, you have this hope to go up, but the culture around you, what's going to do? It's going to pull you down. Oh, you can't do it. Oh, that's for somebody else. You can't do that. Why are you even thinking? Why are you even trying? Why are you even getting an idea? And the culture around you is always going to put you down. God brings the best out of you. How many of you guys want God to bring the best out of you? That's what I want God to do in my life. God brings the best out of you. Oh man, I want him to bring the best out of me every day. And I tell the Lord, Lord, how can I get better today than I was yesterday? And tomorrow I want to be better than I was today. And it says here that God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. So he's developing what, guys, in us? Maturity. He's developing what? He's developing maturity. So every, every weekend we've been giving you a habit so that this month of July you could get your life back in order, get it back in track. Maybe you haven't had your life in order and in track for two years, for three years. Situations happened, COVID happened, your family happened. I don't know what happened. But you know what? I'm going to get my life back in order. So habit number one, two weeks ago I talked about focus on what I do first. That was habit number one. Focus on what I do first. What are the first things that we do? I believe that the Bible talks about a blessing being on whatever is first. 
And the Bible talks about putting God first in our life. Jesus said it this way, seek first the kingdom of heaven and everything else will be added on. So what do I go after first? I go after him first. And everything else comes second and third and fourth. And I said something and I want to repeat it. If God is not first in your life, then he's not in your life. God is not going to fall down on the list and say, I'm going to be fourth or fifth or sixth. No, he could only be first. And if not, he's not part of your life. So if you're here this morning, I believe you want to put God first in your life. And you make decisions in order to make that happen. Habit number two, okay, habit number two, this is last week, I need to control my thoughts. And my wife did a wonderful job in speaking about the mind and the thoughts. And man, we could just do a whole series just on that. The importance of the way that we think, the thoughts that come into our mind. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so he is. What are the things that we put in here? What are the thoughts that are coming out? And Gabby did a fantastic job with that. And by the way, she did a challenge. I don't know how many of you guys did this challenge of staying away from social media for one whole week. Anybody do that challenge? I did that challenge. I did that challenge. Actually, I have to confess, I jumped in there just one time when I heard of the passing of Bill Johnson's wife from the church in Redding, California, Bethel Church, and she's been, you know, in a battle with cancer, and she passed, and I just wanted to go into that post and just make a little comment, and I stepped right out, you know. But that was a challenge in order to do what? So that the whole week, you could put your mind and your thoughts, not on what's happening in the world around you, so you could put your thoughts and your mind on who? On God. So that was last week. Now, today, all right, today, we're going to go into habit number three. What's habit number three? Write this down. Keeping my life aligned with my purpose. Keeping my life aligned with my purpose. That's habit number three. That's the one that we want to start working on this week. That's the one that we want to build on this week. Keeping my life aligned with my purpose. When I was a child, not too long ago, (laughs) I was about probably three or four years old. And I remember that I had to go to the orthopedic for a couple of times. It was like I would constantly be visiting the orthopedic. And I remember that they got me these hard, big shoes that I needed to wear. And I remember that the orthopedic, I don't know how what had happened to my legs, but the diagnosis was that my legs were like this, leaning towards the inside. And that if I would continue like that, and something wasn't done to align my legs, okay, I would walk like that for the rest of my life. And I remember as a little child that my parents had to buy these braces and put these braces on my leg, all right, that they would go all the way from my thighs all the way down. They were the most uncomfortable thing. Any of you guys had to wear those braces? Any of you guys remember that? You you had to wear that? Okay, I had to sleep with those things on. I remember for about a whole year and a half having to sleep with those braces on during the night. I would kick myself. I would hate it. I would be in pain. And I would have to go to the doctor about every month or month and a half and they would check on the progress of the alignment of my legs. And I remember that the doctor would get my leg and move it to the side and move it to the other side. And it was so painful and it was so uncomfortable. 
But that was the price of alignment so that I could walk like a normal person when I would grow up. Well, let me tell you something. God wants to align each of us in this room to his purpose. And a lot of times, the process is not an easy process. A lot of times, it's not a happy process. A lot of times, it's a difficult process. A lot of times, as God aligns us, because like I said, we have what? We have downward, not upward. We have downward habits and downward tendencies. And what does God have to do? He, he needs to use situations in life. He needs to use circumstances in life in order to say, no, 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 son, daughter, you're not going the way that I, I, that I planned for you to go. I got to cause this in order to realign you to my purpose. And I want to tell you something. A lot of us have been complaining about things in our lives. A lot, of, a lot of us have been rebuking the devil for things that have happened in our life and the attacks of the enemy in our life. And I want to tell you something. The poor devil has nothing to do with it. I want to tell you the devil's not even around in that situation. I want to tell you that God might be causing some things in your life in order to realign you to the purpose and the plan that he has for your life. So whatever your struggle is right now, whatever your battle is right now, I want to challenge you this morning just to welcome it with open arms and say, Lord, does this have to do with the purpose and the plan that you have with my life? And if it does, Lord, I embrace it. Because I want to tell you, I'm a result of difficult situations, and those difficult situations have pushed things out of me that I didn't even know were inside of me. Some of my greatest growth in life have been in the most challenging moments. And those are the moments that I've seen, man, I am walking and I'm, I'm doing things according to the purpose I ask for my life. There's nothing, church, that could keep you more aligned in your marriage and raising your kids. There's nothing that could keep your money more aligned, your time than knowing why you are in this planet. Because you'll do things with a purposeful mind. For example, when I give, when I spend money, I know what I'm spending money on. I'm spending money either in the things that have an eternal reward. I want to tell you something. I love giving my tithes and offerings. Because I know when I see things like this, all right, God has called me to make a change in this world. And my money, they are soldiers. My dollars are soldiers that are being sent out to fight that battle, to make a difference for eternity. It has to do with my purpose. All right, I'm going to give with joyful heart. When I spend time with my children and we go out on vacation and we do this, I'm like, this has to do with the purpose of raising up godly kids, of spending time with them. My purpose is determining. It keeps me alive. Some years ago, I was suffering of horrible headaches. It used to be 4 o'clock in the afternoon and you could guarantee, you could guarantee that I had a bad headache. It would start right back here. And would go down my neck and up my head. And I was like, man, this is so painful. I'm like, where are these headaches coming from? 
And I remember somebody told me, have you ever gone to a chiropractor? And I'm like, no, no, I heard that those guys, you know, they'll get your back and they'll mess up your back and do a bunch. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, no, 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 there's this godly chiropractor. I recommend that, that you go see him. He, he's all the way in Hialeah. You know, and like, in the whole story with Philip and Nathaniel, I'm like, does anything good come out of Hialeah? I'm like, of course. We got people in the church. My brother. And I went to Hialeah, and I sat down at a chiropractor's table, and he told me, tell me what's happening. I'm like, oh, you know, I have these headaches and this pain and stuff like that. And he goes, all right, just, you know, get forward. I'm going to start moving some things in your back. Tell me how it feels. And all of a sudden, he just picks my left arm and puts that all the way up here. And I'm like, I think I'm getting more pain. He's <laughs> like, don't worry. He's like, then all of a sudden, he started to press down on my back down here. And he goes, I'm adjusting you. And I'm like, man, I didn't know I was a car that needs like alignment, you know. Like my wheels are going to, you know, my tires are going to work. You know, what's going to happen? He goes, I'm aligning you. I'm adjusting you. Don't worry. I was like moving all over. Bro, and he just pressed on my back and did all these things. And about half an hour later, he goes, okay, sit up. And I'm sitting up. You know, I'm very obedient. He goes, how do you feel? I'm like, bro, I think I'm like kind of beat up. No, I didn't tell him that. I'm like... He goes, where's the headache? I'm like, like, I can't find it. He goes, do you find the headache? I'm like, you know, you know when you have a pain that you start looking for it, so you're like trying to pinpoint it? I'm like, I can't find it. He goes, well, your back was out of alignment. It was something that you that had down here. I'm like, hold on. What do you mean something I had down here was causing something that I had up here? He goes, now, you got to come three times a week, you know, and we're going to have to do this for about two months, and we're going to have to, until your back gets aligned. I'm like, oh, boy. I'm like, I, I, back then, I lived all the way in Homestead. I'm like, you know what's to go from Homestead all the way to Hialeah to do this? You know what happened, right? 45 minutes into traffic back into Homestead, I was like be, feeling all beat up again, you know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You know what happened? With time, the headaches left. What happened? I needed to be aligned. A lot of things that you might be living in your life right now is because you're not aligned according to the purpose that God has for you. And there's pain. And there's hurt. And you know what? A lot of times we focus on the pain and the hurt, but you need to be aligned. You have the pain here, but in reality, we need to deal with something that is down here. It's a lot different than a lot of ways the times, you know, we think things differently than God does. So we're talking about what? We're talking about being aligned to who, what? To God's purpose. That's why I believe, all right, that one of the most important things that we could do as a church is to help you with your purpose. Part of our vision is what? To live on purpose. That phrase, live on purpose. I want you to live on purpose. I want you to wake up every day and say, hey, you know what? I'm living on purpose. I'm not just existing. I'm not just filling out, uh, up space. I'm living on purpose. And that's why I'm so adamant, church. Every time I get up here, guys, go do your growth track. Go do your growth track. Four steps of growth. I go, give me a month. So you do all those four steps. I've gotten up here and said, give me a year of your life and you're not going to regret it. Why? Because I know that when you align yourself to your purpose, you're not going to regret it. God's going to do amazing things in you. Pastor, what's the growth track? That's a four-step process that we have going on right now. 
in the building next door. And if you haven't done any of those steps, today's a great day to start. You don't even need to do them in order. Well, pastor, I like to do things by step one. No. <laughs> Whatever God shows you you need to do, be readily to do it. Just start it now. It's going to be a blessing. So why is alignment so important? Write this down. Time is betraying me. No, that's not where you got to write this down. All right. Alignment to purpose is so important, number one, because I have a purpose. <laughs> Why is alignment to purpose so important? Because I have a purpose. Psalm 139, the second part of verse 16 says this, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now, I have to admit and I'm sure some of you guys might need to, I've added a couple of chapters to that book that were not part of God's book for me. I just decided to add some chapters. And thanks God, I want to say it like this, that he reserved the final chapter for himself. The final chapter of the book in your life doesn't matter how many mistakes you've committed, where you've gone off, you know, off the road. <laughs> At the end, in Jesus' name, he's going to redirect that and bring it back to the purpose that he has for you all the days of your life. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to me. I want to say it like this. Purpose is the most important thing in your life. The only thing is that you don't do it. You don't know it. I'm sorry. Purpose is the most important thing in your life. We just don't know it. Because if you would understand, listen to what I'm going to say, you are here on earth because there's a purpose for you. If not, you wouldn't need to be here. I'm going to say it to you like this. The day that you die, your purpose finished. There was nothing else for you to do. Oh, but he was so young. Pastor, he was just a teenager when he died. Or he was just in his 30s when he died. His purpose finish that person's purpose ended you're gonna live okay not according to what medicine says not according to all these you're gonna live according to your purpose john the baptist in the bible got beheaded when he was in his early 30s and a lot of people would have said oh his life was cut short no he had done his purpose what was his purpose prepare the way of the lord Prepare the paths of the Lord. He did it. He prepared the way for the Lord. He baptized Jesus. He inaugurated Jesus into his ministry. John's purpose was complete. The Lord said, let's go. <laughs> You're coming with me. You're done. But a lot of us, we embrace this world so much that we don't understand the greatness of purpose. You guys understand what I'm saying? Some of these words that I'm telling you are a little crazy, a little hard. But it's important that we understand my purpose and your purpose should determine every big decision in your life. Every big decision you make in life should be run through your purpose. Is it in accordance to my purpose? Is it aligned to my purpose? When I was still single and I was on the hunt, Like a shotgun, man. Like looking to see where I'm going to put that bullet, you know. 
I was single, youth pastor, a lot of girls in church. PC would come in. Back in those days, we wouldn't dress like this. I'd come in in my suit and everything like that. I'm like, hmm, who's the lucky lady? <laughs> who's the lucky lady? Boy, and I got some headaches like that. But anyways, that's another story. And after having a couple of those headaches, one day I'm on my knees crying. <laughs> and I told the Lord, Lord, whoever you have for me, this is my prayer to God. Okay, a lot of people have a long list of compatibility and this and that and the person that I want. They have to have, you know, brown hair and blue eyes and they have to have a six-pack, you know, and all these things. I don't have a six-pack, I have a keg, but anyways, that's another story. And you know what I told the Lord? I told the Lord, Lord, this is my only requirement. I told the Lord that that person will love you as much as I do or even more. Because I know what you've called me to do. And that person is going to have to run at my pace. And I don't want to have to leave them behind or have to drag them. I want to be able to run. And that person has to be ready to run beside me. That was my only requirement to make a decision of who I was going to marry. And when the Lord singled out who my wife is today, I told the Lord, you were on point according to my purpose. My purpose was the one that gave me a framework for what I was looking for. Let your purpose be the one that gives you a framework that helps you stay aligned. Not aligned from our, you know, aligned somewhere. No, no, aligned. <laughs> Look, aligned just came in. Aligned. Yeah, it sounds the same, but I'm talking about being aligned to your purpose. All right? Look what Ephesians 2.10 says. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Okay, listen. You were created in Christ Jesus. Where were you in Christ Jesus? Say it with me. I was in Christ Jesus. Say it with me. I was in Christ Jesus. Your home, you're saying with me, I was in Christ Jesus. All right, and it says here to do what good works. Good works. Church, God called you to do what? Good works. Maybe you're hearing like, oh, my life is a mistake. All I've done is bad things in my life. Everything I do goes wrong. No, 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 no. That's a wrong way of thinking. That's a wrong habit. You're created in Christ Jesus for good works. And the Bible says that he prepared beforehand. What does that mean? That you can't mess it up because it was already prepared beforehand for you to walk in it. One day in a time of prayer with the Lord, this is such, you know, I'm sharing with you guys this morning and I'm sort of going into my notes and veering off and sharing about moments and experiences with God. One day, I was in prayer, and the Lord showed me something that was so big. The Lord told me, you know that I've loved you even before you did any one thing for me? I was like, Lord, explain that to me. And the Lord showed me, even before I put you to serve me, to work for me, even before you encountered me, 
I already had loved you and prepared you for these good works. I was already loving you. So in other words, there's nothing you can do to change that or break that. Live your life according to that. You know what that gave me? Freedom and liberty. To do what? To take the pressure off. Say with me, take the pressure off. Take the pressure off. You've been prepared for good works. All you need to do is just walk in what God prepared for you. But you need to have the right mindset. My purpose, alignment to my purpose is what's going to determine me getting to where I need to go. Number two, alignment to purpose is so important because, worship team, you guys could come up here with me. There's competition for my time and attention. There's competition for my time and my attention. You know how many things are competing for your time? Just this week alone, that I didn't jump on social media, you know how much time I was able to invest in other things? Just that little thing. There's so much competition for your time. And there's people pulling you this way, and there's things pulling you that way, and everybody has a plan for your life. Oh, MasterCard has a plan for your life. Chase has a plan for your life. The other day, I got an email, okay, from City Furniture. And the email says, you have 6,500 in credit that you still haven't used. We haven't seen you by our store. We're ready to welcome you. I'm like, I bet you guys are. I bet you guys are You're not seeing me in that place. <laughs> everybody's trying to pull you in one direction or another. And if you don't know your purpose, you'll just let those things drag you here, drag you over there. And all of a sudden, you're in debt. All of a sudden, you're living somewhere else. All of a sudden, you're in the wrong church. All of a sudden, a lot of things happen. Because there's a lot of competition at the same time happening for your time and your attention. Can I say it like this? Time is your most precious commodity. It's never going to come back. I appreciate so much that you guys decided to spend this morning here with us. Because guess what? This time is not coming back to you. Your biggest investment is your time. That's the most precious commodity that you have. When you give your time to somebody... You're really telling that person how much you love them and how much you care for them because that time is not returning. So guys, what am I trying to tell you? Be purposeful of how you spend your time, what you give your attention to. A lot of times the things that we give our attention to, guys, are not worthy of our time are not worthy of our attention. A lot of times we're worrying over things that you don't even know if they're going to materialize. No, walk according to your purpose. Let time serve your purpose. Let your attention be focused on your purpose. Ecclesiastes 4.6 <laughs> It says, Better one hand full with tranquility than two hands full with toil and chasing after the wind. 
Better is having one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Wow. And the third thing of why purpose is so important, because time is short. Time is short. When you're 12, when you're 13, when you're 16, you think you're going to live forever. And you look at somebody that is 70 or 80. I remember that. I would look at somebody that was 70 or 80. I'm like, bro, that person's so old. That happened to you? I look at somebody in their 70s. I'm like, man, that person's like Moses' age, you know? It's like ancient. But now I look back. I was like, bro, I was just 15, 18 a few months ago, what happened? And now I'm 45. And now you tell me about somebody that is 70 and dies? I'm like, oh, he was so young. What happened to you? When somebody at 75 dies, I'm like, they were still young. Really, they weren't. The only thing is I'm catching up with them. That's what's happening. All you guys have such a great deposit from God inside of you. And listen to what I'm going to say. And such a short time to live it out. 70, 80, 90 years. The Bible says it's just but a breath. It's a moment. It's the span of the hand from here to here. It goes by fast. In other words, your purpose. This is the way I want to tell you. Discover it as soon as you can. And start living at it and go after it with all your heart. Because it's going to go by quick. In a blinking of an eye, you'll be 75, you'll be 80, and you'll be like, what have I done with my life? I don't want that to be something that you think. I don't want you to have a regret. What did I do with my life? And you look back and say, I wish I would have done all these things. No, I want you to be able to live it out. And do it and enjoy it and, and say, you know what? My days were filled with God's blessing. And I lived for the purpose that God had for me. Can I say one final thing? Purpose is unique. I don't have time to get into everything else that I have in there. I hope I could touch some of that stuff in the Spanish service if not. But your purpose is unique. In other words, God doesn't make doubles. Stop trying to be a copy of somebody. Stop trying to be who you're not. Be yourself and walk according to that purpose and be the best version of yourself that you could be. God made your purpose unique even though there might be similar purposes. The way that you're wired and the way that God made you is a unique I see so many people in church trying to be who they're not. I see pastors trying to be who they're not. And they get, you know, and they watch a video and they'll look at T.D. Jakes or they'll look at, you know, Stephen Furtick or they'll look at somebody else like, well, I'm going to start preaching like that. I'm going to start doing that. No, man, be yourself. 
That, there's only one T.D. Jakes. I remember Pastor Larry t- told me, hey, don't even try to copy that, man. That guy is a one of a kind. That guy, that guy is like on a league of his own. Guys, what am I trying to tell you? Don't try to be your mom. Don't try to be your sister. Don't try to be your aunt. Don't try to be your brother. Don't try to be the person that looks more successful. Be yourself. Unique and precious unto God. And make sure that in your purpose, you do things that are eternal with it. Because yeah, you can live and, you know, do all these beautiful things down here, but a lot of those things stay here. You know what? Be mindful of eternity with your purpose. I want to close with this verse that is found in James chapter 4, verse 13 through 15. Listen now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city. Spend a year there and carry on business and make money. Isn't that the way that we think, the world thinks? That's the way the world thinks. I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to go here next month and this and that. And it says here, why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will. We will live and do this or do that. In other words, be wise. Live as children that are wise in the times that we're living. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at. And with your eyes closed and head bowed, just take a moment. This is your moment with the Lord. I want you to look at your life here for a second. And I want you to decide what is important. I want you to decide what is important in your life. And there, as you decide what is important, just tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to make sure I give this time. I'm going to make sure that I schedule these important things. I'm going to make sure that I, I dedicate time to them. There were your eyes closed and head bowed. Do an inventory. You might be 50 here today. You might be 55. You might be 13. I want you to do an inventory of your life right there. And if you need to realign some things in your life, tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to realign this. Lord, I'm going to realign this. I'm going to stop fooling around with this. I'm going to get this in order. I'm going to get that in order, but I'm going to live according to the purpose that you have for me. And I will build my life upon your love. It is a And I will put my trust in you alone And I will not be shaken And I will build my life upon your love It is a foundation And I 
align itself to the purpose that he has for you and if you feel that you veered off along the way just ask the Lord for forgiveness say Lord forgive me for putting my mind on so many other things giving attention to so many other things Lord today I put my eyes on you I fix my attention on you God do a work in me from the inside out I'm going to be diligent in discovering what my purpose is. And once I've discovered that purpose, to start living on purpose, to start making a difference every day with my life, wherever I go, whatever I do, use me, Lord, that I may walk in those good works that you prepared beforehand for me to walk in, Lord God. I ask you for forgiveness for the time that I've wasted, for the things that I've done without understanding the greatness of purpose. I embrace, say with me there where you are, I embrace your purpose for my life. I don't run away from it, Lord. I'm willing to pay the price to carry out the purpose you have for me in my life. Thank you, God. And there were your eyes closed, heads bowed. If you're here in this room or watching through that camera, you've never invited Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. I want to give you that opportunity right now. All you need to do is right there where you're at, repenting your heart for the sins that you've committed and recognize that Jesus is the only way. He is the truth. He is the life. He came to bring you back into a relationship with the Heavenly Father. And if you don't know if you have that relationship with God, if you don't know if you've been forgiven of your sin, right now I want to lead you in a prayer. And I want you to repeat this prayer with me. The Bible says that you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth unto salvation. And if that's you, you're going to repeat with me and say, Lord Jesus, today I ask your forgiveness for all the sins that I've committed. I truly repent, Lord. And I ask you to come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for dying on the cross to pay for my sins. And from this moment on, Jesus, I declare that I am a son or daughter of God in relationship with my Heavenly Father and fill me with your Holy Spirit that I may live the life that you have for me from this moment forward. Thank you, Lord. In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.